0: It's crazy when you think about all the different kinds of foods we eat. We just swallow and hope it all works out for the best. Well, it turns out there are better ways to think about keeping our bodies humming healthfully along. Welcome to Nutrition Facts. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Greger. Today, I answer your questions like, uh, does eating spirulina daily give you enough iodine? How do you prevent Alzheimer's disease? And... What do I do about ulcerative colitis? Jump on your treadmill and join me. Let us get to your questions. Rennie asks, does eating spirulina daily give you enough iodine? I recommend against spirulina because of uh, toxins that have been found in spirulina products off store shelves. And so you can type in spirulina into nutritionfacts.org and that uh, video will pop right up. Okay. See who else we got. Um, Mike says, "How do you prevent Alzheimer's disease?" I have a whole chapter um, because um, uh, Alzheimer's is the leading cause of death. In how not to die, I have fifty. The first half of the book is fifteen chapters, and each of the fifteen leading causes of death. Talking about the old diet, we play in preventing, arresting, reversing um, our top fifteen killers, including Alzheimer's, which has uh, risen um, sadly high in the ranks. Four million Americans now affected. The best thing we can do is prevent it. Although, interestingly, Dean Ornish now, right now, has a study ongoing trying to see if we can reverse the course of Alzheimer's disease with a plant-based diet. I'm eagerly looking forward to seeing the publication of that data. But in the meanwhile, got a bunch of videos. Just type in Alzheimer's and nutritionfacts.org or check out the book at your local public library. All proceeds from all the sales of almond books is all donated to charity. All right, what else we got? Um, Joshua asked, does broccoli sprouts help to avoid autism? And you say, well, that sounds like a strange question. Not a strange question at all, because there was a randomized um, uh, a controlled trial of broccoli sprouts for treating um, the core symptoms of autism, something that no drug has ever been able to show to do. But guess what? Broccoli could do it. Um, and so the questioners is like, well, wait a second, what about preventing it in the first place? Well, I talk about, uh, the possibility, um, in my video series on broccoli spots for autism. Um, and, uh, the bottom line has not been put to the test, but certainly, uh, cannot hurt to eat cruciferous vegetables every day. So critical, in fact, that it's one of my daily dozen on my daily dozen checklist of all the healthiest of healthy foods. I encourage people to fit into their daily diet um that's also that's found in the second half of how not to die or available free in a free app called dr Gregor's daily doesn't which is uh found on iphone android check it out okay what do we got next we have rennie who asks is it necessary to apply sunscreen in the summer and what spf is best does it help prevent skin cancer um is it necessary to apply um it is necessary um, I would encourage people to um, uh, do a number of factors to reduce uh, um, uh, excess uh, sun exposure, such as uh, you know wearing a hat um, and uh, using a broad spectrum sunscreen, like something with uh, uh, zinc oxide in it, to prevent both UVA and UVB, to reduce one's risk of uh, particularly nasty um, skin cancer called melanoma. Next up is uh, uh, Camille, who says, how do you recover from hypothalamic amenorrhea, hypothalamic uh, uh, amenorrhea on a whole food plant-based diet? Well, um, you treat your, you, as always, you treat the cause. Um, and so the question is, why? Um, uh, what Do you have a lesion in your hypothalamus that's uh, preventing the right hormones being released? In which case, that's what you deal with rather than... Um, uh, than uh, trying to mediate the impact with a uh, healthy diet. Okay, Nate says, dietary interventions for bipolar disorder. Oh, fantastic question. I don't think there are any. In fact, one of the reasons why I pushed back. So there are um, studies for generalized anxiety disorder and um, uh, major depression, but not bipolar. Uh, there's lots of interventions, but not uh, uh, controlled uh, dietary interventions. Um, uh, I guess, unless you can include lithium, which I tend to think more of as a drug, but it's actually just a element. Um, uh, and so the reason I actually put my book on diet and mental health at the end of my queue of future books I'm going to write, um, so it'll be out, whew, uh, tw- December, 2029, is because, um, there's so little literature on it. Um, you know me, my first book, How Not to Die, had, 3,000 citations how not to diet had 5,000 citations. how not to age what I'm working on now looks like another 5,000 minimum. Um, I like big books. Um, so if I was writing the mental health book it would be a skinny book so I'm just waiting for more research to be done. Um, but uh, yeah so uh, this has yet to be uh, has yet to be put to the test. but eating healthier guess what can't hurt. So I would encourage people, everybody, to give it a try. Okay. Um, Avoki says, I have chronic indigestion, acidity from a couple weeks. Will probiotic uh, probiotic supplements help? Um, uh, I would recommend, I mean, so um, there's a bunch of things you can do for um, uh, so-called dyspepsia. In fact, you should type in dyspepsia into nutritionfacts.org. All my videos will come up. Um, which is, which is kind of a fancy way of calling, saying, uh, chronic, uh, indigestion. If you are getting acid reflux, um, then you can type in GERD, G-E-R-D, into nutrition facts out all the videos that come up. And there's a bunch of things you can do about it, like decreasing the fat intake, um, which, uh, helps keep the lower esophageal sphincter, um, tighter and, uh, eating smaller meals, not eating before bed. And there's a whole bunch of things you can do. And so check out those resources. Okay, Francis says, what is, mainstream re- what is the main reason why one's A1C fluctuates from high to low and high to low? That is, will a oh, B12 supplement help with diabetic neuropathy? Okay, for those of you who are like, what is an A1C? Um, it is a measure of kind of long-term blood sugar control over the last few months or so, um, but really uh, biased towards kind of more recent events. And so the main reason is people are, um, eating different foods. And, um, although women, uh, can get hormonal changes throughout the month, um, that even if they're eating the same thing, they can have different blood sugar responses. So that could be one reason. Um, and, uh, you know, if you're sick, uh, you know, you you have really high blood pressures, um, uh, even if you're kind of eating healthy, but typically, um, we tend to think of HbA1c uh, as, um. In terms of diabetic control and how well uh, medications are working. Um, and for prediabetes or uh, in general, um, it's uh, typically uh, um, what's happening with a diet, uh, primarily the glycemic load of different foods. And so I encourage people to cut out uh, uh, refined grains um, and things that uh, cause too high of a blood sugar spike. Okay, Marcus says, big fan in Brazil of all places. Healthy 49-year-old vegan celiac disease. Is there anything I should be concerned about? Yes, you should be concerned about gluten because you have celiac disease. Oops, I, I accidentally clicked on the next question. But um uh, so uh celiac disease patients who don't scrupulously avoid gluten actually live shorter lives. Um so that would be the uh, most important thing. Of course, as a vegan guy, you B12. It um, uh, can't hurt to um, I, mean, I actually have videos talking about, you know, well, whether you should go and get annual testing or see annual checkup. And basically the data says, no, you shouldn't. But if you haven't been so, but that's for annual checkups. Uh, you don't need annual checkups, but um, uh, you're definitely getting to an age where you need to start getting some preventive health services. Like, for example, I don't know what's happening down in Brazil, but here in the States, the um, colon cancer screening has been moved down to age 45. So I just got my colon cancer screening. Um, I was waiting to age six, age 50, but um, uh, not with the changing guidelines from the USPSTF. And so um, thankfully, I don't have colon cancer, but I'm going to get retested in five years. All right. Okay. Oh, what's, uh, this is Becky saying, what's the feeling on moringa? I actually have a moringa video coming up. I actually recommend against Moringa, surprisingly, um, a so-called drumstick tree. Um, and so eat kale instead. That's the spoiler alert version. All right, what else we got? Okay, Renny says, is sprouted she bad? What are the best sprouts and words sprouts? Um, I don't know what the best sprout words are, but... Uh, my um, uh, best sprout broccoli sprouts, right? Because it's a cruciferous sprout. Or, you know, red cabbage sprouts or um, any kind of cruciferous sprout would be the best. And a sprouted chia bed, yes. Why? Because of salmonella concerns. Um, uh, There have been salmonella outbreaks related to sprouted chia, so I would encourage people not to buy it. Okay, Key asks, advice on Renaud's syndrome is where a uh, little arteries in your fingers can close off and cause really um, painful, uh, kind of painful cold fingers. And um, you know, I talk about, uh, there's one video, I talk about hesperin, which is a citrus bioflavonoid and how that increases blood flow to the limbs. So you can actually like measure blood flow in a finger and you um, eat a, I assume it's an orange, but maybe some other citrus, I'd have to look at that look at that video again, and you get a significant rise in peripheral blood supply. Whether that would actually help, three nods, can't hurt. I'd right, give it a try. So uh, just, uh, I would type in hesperin into, uh, or citrus, in nutritionfacts.org, and that video should pop right up. Okay, BLK says, type two diabetic. Oh, but eating healthy, wonderful. Not on meds, fantastic. Oh, but can't get uh, glucose under control. Um, and so uh, one of the reasons may be you're still uh, you're suffering insulin resistance from excess visceral fat. Um, so if you have excess abdominal fat, um, it can spill fat in your bloodstream. And so even if you don't have um, it going into your mouth, you still have these high levels of fat in your blood, and that um, interferes with um, insulin responsiveness in your muscles and liver, um, and that's what causes... Um, type 2 diabetes, especially when it offloads fat to your poor pancreas and can destroy some of your insulin-producing cells. Um, And so uh, weight loss um, uh, would be um, the next step. And if your glucose is not under control, you should um, indeed um, uh, talk to your doctors about being on meds until um, um, something like metformin, until uh, you can get it under control with diet, though it may take weight loss to um, uh, drop your visceral fat to levels um, uh, that uh, your uh, uh, where uh, your insulin resistance drops enough that you can reverse your diabetes. Okay, next up, um, uh, Nancy White says, "What's the best source to acquire amla?" And for people who are like, "What is amla?" It is dried Indian gooseberries. Um, so, um, I I think I order everything online these days. Um, I don't go out to shop too much anymore. Certainly, over the last year, I used to be able to get it a little Indian spice store by my house. You could do that if you have such a thing. Um, but since I moved to Seattle, I don't know. Um, I don't think there is any Indian spice stores. I looked here in West Seattle, so I'd have to go downtown. Um, but you can get online. They just type in "amla" or dried ind- or Indian gooseberries um, into your favorite internet retailer, and uh, and uh, get it that way. Okay, this is Ricardo saying, hi, ever since contracting COVID, boo, four months ago, not been feeling the same. Yeah, diarrhea, two months, lost weight, fingernails, white in the middle. Uh, my tongue also white. These long-term side effects of uh, COVID is, are no joke. Um People uh, can suffer for months, uh, maybe for years. We don't know yet. It hasn't been years. But uh, this is one of the reasons why it's critically important that we get rid of this thing. How do we do it? vaccine. There are a lot of people who think, oh, I'm young and healthy. You know, oh, it's uh, mostly only the old people that die. So what's the problem? Well, no, you can get sick um, and suffer symptoms like poor Ricardo here for months. Um, most of us have enough problems in our lives without suffering from uh, chronic symptoms. So um, all I can tell Ricardo is that we don't know how long it's going to last. And all you can do is eat healthy and take care of yourself and sleep well and exercise all the standard things. Um, uh, and we just don't have any data on anything specific we can do to help. But for those of you who have not gotten COVID, we can get vaccinated. Okay, Mario says, it's better to try to check off his main boxes daily dozen not possible, um, even on days when one's appetite is very low, or is more benefit to fasting come from low appetite days? Um, um, so for those of you who are like, what, daily, what? Um, Dr. Greger's daily dozen available free app, iPhone, Android, um, just a checklist uh, of all the healthiest, healthy foods I encourage people to fit into their daily diet. Um, and so this questionnaire is like, well, wait a second. Yes, I didn't eat my, you know, third serving of legumes today, but I'm not really hungry. What should I do? And uh, do not force yourself to eat anything. If you're not hungry, don't eat. But the, uh, daily dozen, uh, checklist is actually, uh, on purpose to be actually hypocaloric. Um, uh, and so it's actually maybe like depending, I have an old chapter on this on how not to die. I think it's like 500, 500, calories less than what most people need. Um, and so if you are full at the end of the day, eating the daily dozen, you've probably not just eating the daily dozen, right? Um, and the reason that you're full is because you're eating other stuff too. Um, and so if you just took the daily dozen, most people should actually, I mean, you should be full because it's a huge amount of food, but it's not a lot of calories, um uh so it should be very satiating um but yeah no no if you don't want, if you're not hungry, don't eat okay uh kunj asks uh my meal time is exceeding few hours throughout the day i assume means uh, restricting um, uh and so how do you eat a lot of calories well typically the, re- the recommendation would be to um kind of graze so you have a you're not getting enough calories, you eat high calorie density foods, healthy, high calorie density foods, such as nuts, seeds, um, avocado smoothies, uh, dried fruit. So you could have like a trail mix, dried fruit, nuts. And that's why people take it hiking, right? It's non-perishable, it's light, packed with calories because you're hiking up a mountain. Um, And so you can nibble on that all day, have a little bowl right in front of your computer and just kind of nosh all day. Um, but if you're uh, reducing your meal time, well then, uh, yeah, you just have to have to pack it in during those a uh, few hours. But it'd be about getting calorie dense foods into your diet. Okay, Adrian says uh, recently discontinued proton pump inhibitor um, after many years. Can I recommend salad dressings? Ooh, that sounds yummy. Um, or sauces or any other foods that don't aggravate reflux. Um, I would refer you to uh, my videos on GERD, G-E-R-D, gastroesophageal reflux disease. On nutritionfacts.org, I have a whole list of all the things you can do to reduce um, reflux symptoms. And so salad dressing would be uh, uh, the the primary characteristic of the dressings that would reduce one's risk of reflux is low fat, because um, you can stick a pH probe down people's esophagus and have them, you know, uh, blinded, poor... Um, different solutions down to the stomach, one with fat, one with protein, one with carbs, and you see that you, as soon as you add carb, excuse me, fat, um, into your stomach, whether you know it or not, um, your lower esophageal um, uh, sphincter relaxes. You can actually do there's a little manometer. You can see it relax. You can see the acid creep up. So that's why low-fat meal is important for people with GERD. And there's all sorts of other things you can do as well. Check out the videos. Okay, Santanu says, a plant based diet... Reduce sugar substantially. I want to know, how do I reduce insulin resistance? Great. current uh, Fasting insulin is uh, 16. Looking to reduce it. HDL uh, has gone down. We don't worry about HDL because it's not a causal risk factor for heart disease. Um, but if you want to reduce um, your um, insulin resistance, um, you uh, decrease the cause of insulin resistance, which is excess saturated fat intake in the context of, of a hypercaloric diet um, uh, or excess visceral adiposity. If you, um, if your waist uh, measured at your belly button is more than half your height, you need to lose weight to reduce that visceral fat and decrease insulin resistance, regardless of what you eat day to day. Okay, Peter. Hello. I've had yellow diarrhea for eight years. If I don't eat slime husk, it just all oh, runs through me. Um, is it my pancreas? Uh, it actually could be. Um, uh, um, uh, I, I'm thinking more of kind of a bile um, uh, uh, situation, um, but actually feeds right through the same duct that the pancreas dumps out. Um, uh, so yeah, I would go to a gastroenterologist and find out what's going on with your bile pigments. Okay, a vegan world is inevitable ask, is the COVID vaccine safe? Whenever you ask, is X safe? It's like asking, is food X good for you? Well, it's like compared to what? What are the what are the risks and benefits? What's, what are the alternatives? The alternative to getting COVID vaccine is not getting COVID vaccine. And so, okay, if you live on earth and come in contact with people you care about, or even people you don't care about, but you don't want to see them get sick, I would encourage everyone to um, uh, get vaccinated um, because the risks of COVID-19 uh, based on now literally tens of millions of people um, who've been vaccinated um, outweighs the uh, risk of the vaccine. Okay. Kirsch 2000 said, would the Oh, would the H5N1's mortality rates be lower than 55% because the lack of recording asymptomatic cases at the time of outbreaks, what is the true number of total cases? Oh, I love this question. Anyway, so what this person is saying is that H5N1, this bird flu virus, seems to have this ridiculous, like 60% um, fatality rate. But say, said, wait a second, maybe there's all these asymptomatic cases. So you don't know what the denominator number is. So maybe there's thousands of people who have been infected but don't even show symptoms. And so it's, that's way overblown. That is why studies have been done in a half dozen countries, which I document in How to Survive a Pandemic, where they actually went into a village where an outbreak and they tested everybody. They did serological tests of everybody. They took blood, looked for antibodies, looked for exposure to this virus, and they essentially found zero asymptomatic cases, That meaning we haven't been missing cases, and really the fatality rate of this bird virus really is that high. Can you imagine a virus that infects billions of people within a matter of a month with a flip-of-the-coin fatality rate? That would end civilization as we know it. We need to dramatically change... Um, the food system to prevent the emergence of these highly pathogenic bird food viruses. There's been 11 so far over the last few decades, newly emerging um, and blamed on industrial poultry production. We need to find another way to get food. Una says, Are cruciferous vegetables already producing sulfur fame when they're harvested because they've been cut down, Does cutting them up more than cooking, produce more of it when cooking? Okay. Okay, so um, uh, there's another fantastic question. Okay, sulforaphane is produced by uh, a precursor compound mixing with an enzyme which is socked away in a separate compartment within the plant cell, and only when that plant is crushed, that cell is crushed or cut, um, do those two mix, and sulforaphane is produced. And so you say, wait a second. Obviously, I don't get the whole plant. You just get a broccoli crown, so that's cut. So isn't there sulforaphane being produced? Yeah, guess where? At the bottom disc, right where it was cut. You don't have sulforaphane anywhere else because that's all an intact food. Now, if you get those bags of uh, pre-cut broccoli or pre-cut kale, pre-cut collard greens, well, then, yeah, God, the whole thing's been chopped up, packed with sulforaphane. Um, but, uh, But if you just get like a broccoli head, well, then you're probably even cutting off that bottom disc. Um, and so uh, you want to uh, hack and hold, chop, wait 45 minutes before cooking it. That'll destroy the enzyme. Doesn't matter though, because the so is already produced within that time. We would love it if you could share with us your stories about reinventing your health through evidence-based nutrition. Go NutritionFacts.org slash testimonials. We may share it on our social media to help inspire others.